Um, there's still more that the Lord wants to do, and um, and uh, you, you guys can uh, be seated. But I really felt impelled to give uh, the word of the Lord in confirmation to all that has taken place. Um, I, I need you to promise because we had a schedule. We were doing doctrine, and this Wednesday and Saturday we start our our Bible class community, so to speak, and really excited about that. So uh, we're going to ask you to register online if you want to, or go to the Connection Center. Uh, it's Wednesday night and Friday night. So that means because I'm not speaking on the doctrine of inspiration. At this service, I'll be speaking it at the next service, which means that it will be uh, on stream. So you really need to listen to the sermon that I'm, well, that I think I'm going to speak. I should have known when my friend was here that, you know, God was just going to be like the money changes, just turn the tables. But, but that's all right. I, um, so, um, and, and actually, I was going to ask him if, if he did have a word from the Lord. There's about four people that, in, at least in my life, gets caught blanche in here. And, of course, Pastor Chan and Pastor China, is, I call them one. Uh, Pastor uh, uh, Reverend Kathleen Vernon is another. Uh, Reverend Virginia Ward is another. And, of course, the people, the one you love, is that is, uh, you, you love them all, but... Uh, Pastor Lorraine Thornhill's the other one. Uh, uh, they get they get they get comp block they get cop blanche in here to give the word of the Lord uh, because I trust them through relationship. Um, but there's more of you who need to really be delivered, and the water is troubled. So I want to share this word uh, with you. I didn't prepare it, but what was interesting is I was, when I went to Barbados, and I'm bishop over, there's about 11 to 12 churches that I'm bishop over in Barbados, and I purposely didn't let any of them know that I was coming uh, for vacation, and except for two, one was the bishop, because I needed to let him know I was coming, uh, and we had dinner over ourselves, and then a, a very a good friend of mine uh, who's a presiding elder and also is a prophetic uh, ministry and that is Pastor Michelle Masai. So I told her I was coming, and she said, this is God that you're coming. I don't care if you're on vacation. You're going to speak to my leaders. And I said, okay, I, I will obey. And Pastor Lorraine, who's my conscience, said, she said to me, um, now you're going to rest 
in Barbados. I want you to do anything. I said, well, I'm just speaking for one person. Who are you speaking for? I said, when I say the name, you're going to be quiet. And I said the name, and she was like, oh, okay, you can speak for her. <laughs> but I spoke to her leaders this message, and it was just so apropos for what God is doing here. Now, the sad thing is, is that after I finished ministering, and, and uh, my wife will tell you, uh, they made me work. They made me, you know, if you didn't know, if I didn't know I was on assignment, I would have said, God, I'm on, I don't even want to do this when I'm not on vacation. And here's the sad thing. Pastor Messiah came up after me and she said, this is the second time we heard this exact message. And it was given to us three years ago by Pastor Lorraine. So here's a three-year space. And they didn't move on it. And you know me, I'm a little nicer than Pastor Lorraine. I mean, no, I'm a little less nicer. Because when I ask people, I ask for questions and answers, you remember, comment, and I heard things like, well, what if, what if you don't feel it in your heart? And I said, that's an excuse. And they, they, you know, they were kind of taken back because I, I was like, and I want to really say something else, but, you know, they would have lost respect for me. Um, <laughs> but I said, that's an excuse. So I want to just speak just for the next, really, 15 minutes. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 22 to 27. And some of you in, in uh, morning prayer heard this. Just put a little more stuff in it. This Apostle Paul says, in fact, some, of, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, I think. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members. When there's honor, this makes harmony among the members. When there's honor, this makes harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Then it goes on to say that once this 
happens, that then the apostle will be in place, the prophet will be in place, the teacher will be in place, then miracles, then healings. When Pastor Chan and Pastor Chana were here back in December, the word that was specifically said was that Pentecostal Tabernacle is going to be a healing machine. Not a healing ministry, a healing machine. What that means is, is that some of you have fancy refrigerators that have an ice machine, which means all you have to do is put the cup in the right place and the ice comes out. And what God is saying is that if you will become what I've called you to become, all my hand has to do is put somebody in this place and they'll be healed. No special prayer, no oil, no shamana shamana. They'll just be healed. And so I want to speak to you for the next 10 minutes, literally, on the subject of honoring each other. Because unless we honor each other, all this other th stuff that God wants to do is not going to happen. And that includes honoring ourselves. Some of you don't even honor yourself. Now, I want to use the acronym for the word honor. And, and forgive me if this is not a nice packaged sermon because so much has happened and we're just going to cut out the fat and just talk about what the word honor means. And I'm going to use the acronym, and you can read uh, Exodus chapter uh, Exodus chapter 14, because God says and, and that no, you will not need to fight the battle. The battle is not yours. The battle is the, is the Lord's. And he says to them, when you cross the Red Sea, I'm going to drown the Egyptians, and you will see them no more. You will see them no more. So here's a point that when we honor each other, we will no longer see the residue of Egyptian lifestyle anymore. So I'm going to use the acronym Red Sea for the word honor so that whenever you think of the word honor, think of the word Red Sea, and hopefully the acronym will help you to remember what the word honor means. First of all, the word honor in the Greek here and in Latin and also etymology, it means to respect. Respect each other. Just respect each other. We're not going to go into a whole lot of stuff about that. The word E is to encourage. There was one time when David was uh, lost everything in Ziglag, and the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. The word encourage, E-N, and uh, 
C-O-R, E-N means in, and C-O-R is, is derivative of the word from which, we, the Greek word from which we get our English word cardiac, which means heart. So, so encourage is to put heart in a person, put attitude in a person, okay? Encourage each other, encourage each other. So when, we, when I honor Jamie, I respect him. I respect him. When, when I honor, when I honor Kia, I respect her, not as Kia, I respect her as a pastor. There are individuals that I've said, you have a pastoral anointing on you, and I respect them. I remember I grabbed uh, years ago, I and I shouldn't even, I won't put them out there. Yes, I will put them out there. I remember uh, grabbing uh, years ago, uh, Troy and Elisa went right in the back there, and I said, there's a pastoral anointing on you. And I'm not saying you have to leave your job, but there's a pastoral anointing on you. And so I respect them. When they come up here and speak, I'm listening. Okay, okay. So respect, uh, encourage, and, and most of you know, I'm, I'm always trying to encourage you. Look, let's, let's get it going. Let's get it moving. Encourage. D, decorate. Decorate. What does that look like? It's, um, all over Massachusetts, you'll see a tree called a pine tree follow me? Then all of a sudden, for some reason, for one month, people take these pine trees and put decorations on them. And all of a sudden, this regular tree is no longer called a pine tree. It is called a Christ mass tree. Just because of decorations. And so Israel understood that as long as you called him Jehovah, that was nice, but they began to hang decorations on his name. Every time he did something, they gave him a decoration. Abraham called him Jehovah Jireh, which means, see, we, we mistranslate it. It's not the Lord provides. It means the Lord sees. Because what it basically says is that God ain't like us where he sees something and ain't going to do something. If he sees, he's going to do. He may not do it when you want him, but he's going to do it on time. So, if you know he sees your situation, that, that's a bad word right there, okay? He's going to do something. Turn your name and say, neighbor, if he sees your situation and you know he's going to do something, then you might as well praise him right now. You might as well praise him right that's not good enough. You might as well praise him. Because if he did it already, you'd be acting a whole lot differently. So you might as well give him praise on credit. Oh. 
Hallelujah. And that's how we decorate his name. You are Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. You are Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, my peace. And when I feel like I'm alone, you're Jehovah Shama. You're there. And you're Jehovah Zabad, which means you're a bad God anyways. Ha! I'm telling you. You're Jehovah Roe, the Lord, my shepherd. I'm never directionless. When's the last time you decorated his name? When's the last time you decorated each other? Jamie, you're such a blessing to me. Andy, I just get encouraged every time I see you play. When's the last time you decorated somebody? When's the last time, you know, Elder Roy, I just, I'm so grateful for your faithfulness. You have been a friend down through 30. When's the last time we said, oh, they know it? No, decorate them. Because when you decorate them, they become a Christ mass. Christ mass, Christ mass, Christ mass. Mass, for those of you Catholic, you know, mass means celebration. So Christ mass means celebration of Christ. Therefore, when you decorate each other, Christ gets celebrated. Husband, when's the last time you decorated your wife? Parents, when's the last time you decorated your children? It was so funny. Um, we had a, we were cracking up because, and you know my friend, Pastor Messiah. The Holy Ghost is a funny dude. Because I, I said, Pastor Messiah, stand up. She stood up. I said, I want you to decorate this sister, and I must have picked, I must have picked that kind of leader because there was a long pause. <laughs> and it, the pause was long enough that I said, Holy Ghost, did you lead me to do this? It was like out of all the people you could have picked, Bishop. But, but, but she released it. You can find something to decorate a person over. Amen. I got five more minutes. Red Sea. R is for what? E is for what? D is for what? S is substantiate. Now, this is, this is heavy because substantiate means that I'm not making stuff up. Substantiate means, and you're a lawyer, <laughs> substantiate means that I really have got to articulate why I'm honoring you. Which means sometimes you got to search all over. <laughs> you, you, it means that you really, if all you could say is, you know what? I just like your glasses. <laughs> But but you're gonna and and so what happens is that when you re, when somebody really knows that you're honoring them and you're not making stuff up, you watch it. You're not being fake. That means when you honor somebody, sometimes you have to do some work. But when you substantiate, I'm honoring you because of this. I'm telling you, the one thing it says to the person is that you are really noticing me. 
That's why, and you know how it is, sir, when people say to you, no, they say to you, I was blessed by your word. That means nothing to me. You might as well say, you know, you might as well say it's sunny out. But if you say to me, I was blessed because, and you substantiated, that makes me feel better. E is, and this is a tough one, but we need to do it, embellish. Embellish. In other words, I don't simply say you have nice glasses. I say, oh my goodness, those are great glasses. Now, you don't lie. You don't say, like, those are the best glasses i ever seen. That was a lie, okay? But you can say, that's a wonderful glasses. Oh, my goodness. You know, those make you look really nice. Oh, my goodness. Where did you get them? Embellish. And and does your tone embellish a person? And does your tone celebrate the person? And then finally, A, the word honor, and we're going to get ready for communion. The word honor means respect. It means to encourage. It means to decorate. It means to substantiate. You know, I appreciate you because I see how how much physical exertion it takes for you, not simply to get to church, but get up them stairs. And the fact that you love Jesus so much that you would regularly, every if anybody had an excuse to stay home and watch live stream, it's you, my sister. But you always come in the house of God, and I honor you. That's substantiating. Embellish. And then the last one, which was said just a moment ago, assert. Now, the word assert doesn't simply mean, you know, I'm going to assert myself. The word assert is, well, this went off, but it means, you're going to love this. The word assert, the etymology word assert means to set free. to set free. When I honor you, I set you free to be who God has called you to be. My words can either let me, Tade, if I can borrow you for a minute, sure, and I'll give you permission. My words can either appreciate you, stand on the pew. You get to stand on the pew. Yeah, 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 stand on the pew. My words can either appreciate you, that is, increase your value, or de-appreciate you. Thank you. See, the word appreciate comes from two Latin words, ad, which means toward, and um, uh, pretium, which means price. So when I appreciate you, I put you towards your corrected price. Because the price of something is not based on the number. It's based on what's paid for it. Come on, folks. Anybody like for sale? Mm-hmm. And the price may say $100. 
Mm. But on, 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 on Washington's birthday weekend, it's marked down 50%. And then 20%. Anybody remember old Filene's basement? Can I get a witness out there? Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Some of y'all used to hide stuff. Put your hand up if you hide stuff. Uh-huh, because you know there's a, uh, yeah, there was a certain date that it get mocked down even more. <laughs> oh, glory. <laughs> and even though it was wrong, you asked for forgiveness later. <laughs> oh, yes. No, you didn't. <laughs> but the point is that they said this is what the price is, but that's not the cost. And my point is, is, Quincy, the reason why I appreciate you and value you is because Jesus gave his life for you. So you are valuable no matter what the price says on you. And therefore, if Jesus died on the cross for your salvation, how dare you say, I am worthless? If Jesus who you offended, forgave you. How dare you not forgive yourself? And if you would honor somebody, you would create a red sea for them to pass through into their place of promise. And they, and if you keep honoring them, they won't have to deal with the Egyptians. Anger, frustration, low self-esteem, all that stuff that constantly pulls them back. They will see the Egyptians no more. Honor your children and see how they change. Honor your spouse, see how they change. Honor your coworkers, see how they change. Honor your boss, see how they change. Honor your neighbors, see how they change. Honor the clerk at CVS and and Walgreens, even if they act like a jerk, honor them and see how they change. Let me end with this story. I had to go to Barbados, and we're going to uh, pray uh, and, and go into communion. And actually, I need you to share a word uh, that was just given to me. Um, one of Barbados did some business for my um, mom. And I went there to do the business, and have you ever had one of those people at the bank that just had an attitude? How many of you, I mean, like, you saw the attitude when, when, when you got, when you went out of your house, you saw the attitude. Can I get, can I get a witness out there? And, and so, uh, so I sit there and I'm saying, well, this man, he has an account here because he takes care of business at my mom's. I don't, you know, I don't have, but, you know, I brought him here so that I can do business with you. And so the, the teller says to me, um, I can't even talk to you with him here. And I'm like, he's here. He's given me permission. She said, I can't talk to you. Sit over there. So, Austin, I gave her the bank card, saying, you know, this is my mother's car. We have the same last name, blah, 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 blah. And so now I'm like, well, uh, uh, okay. I said, okay, I'll, 
if you're not going to talk to me, fine. I said, well, at least give me the bank card back. I can't give that to you back because it's not your name on it. Oh, so I, oh, I wanted to say something. You know, you just want to, have you ever just wanted to go off? Come on, don't, don't look at me like yes. I wanted to go, I wanted to make a scene. How do you talk to me like that? So I just sat myself down and I just said, oh, Jesus. Now all of a sudden, a few minutes later, she calls me back over and I just, I just said, well, no, let me just, let me just honor this woman. Well, next thing you know, this woman was as sweet. Stuff she told me that I'd have to pay for, she started giving it to me. Her countenance changed. We're cracking jokes. And you know what I did? The next day I wrote a card. And I went back the next day, and I dropped the card off to her to say thank you, because I know I'm going to have to deal with her when I get back. <laughs> Honor people. Honor each other. Let's all stand. The part of the word that I did not give you, stand up. The part of the word I did not give you was that the Lord said you were to wash each other's feet. What Pastor Bishop just described is in a practical way, in a pragmatic way, in a literal way, how to wash each other's feet. The Red Sea is awesome. We're going to get ready to take communion. We're going, to re we're going to release the Sunday school students and the teachers. But there's one more word that the Lord wants to share just so that you can be set free. But the water's troubled here, folks. I think the first place of healing that needs to take place is forgiveness. And in some instances, forgiveness of yourself. Thank you, Jesus. I see a Red Sea coming. And, and, and the thing that's going to happen on the other side of the Red Sea, some of you all are going to be able to dance before the Lord like you've never danced before. And I'm not talking about just literally dancing, but just in your spirit, there's going to be such a lightness And I believe for many of you, the honor of the Lord is upon you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is everybody okay? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. As we get ready to take communion, um, you may be seated. We just wanted to let the... Uh, the Lord had dropped something on uh, Sister Ruth's heart that I want her to share just before we take communion. Um, and hopefully between all that has taken place and this word that was shared that you'll be ready. Some of you who did not take what God has for you, that you'll be ready.
Because this is your season. Amen. This is your season. Come on, Sister Ruth. When um, Sister Kia was ministering um, this morning, and thank God for obedience. Um, But the Lord spoke to me about the importance of setting captives free. That's what he came to do. And forgiveness holds us captive, not only when we don't forgive, but also when others don't forgive us. And so you may not be feeling like you need to be set free from your not forgiving others, but you may need to be set free from the fact that others have not forgiven you. And so if that's you, I just want you to believe God in faith with what has been already done, but be specific to the Lord that you be set free from those that want to hold you by their unforgiveness. Because the Bible says that he or she whom the Son of God has set free shall be free indeed.